today on Ag News Daily. You can get texts in the morning and listen to a podcast in the evening to kind of tell you kind of what's going on in the markets to help you in your in your decision making. And so something that we're excited about to be offering to kind of a, a broader base out there. Hey, listeners, Tuesday, February 27th. Sorry for missing you yesterday. Glad Delaney got you handled. But the two of us are back here today. Pre-commodity classic. How you doing, Delaney? I'm a little tired. I feel like I got hit by a bus, Tina. I'm not going to lie. Well, be careful crossing the streets down here in Houston because the uh, city train, the tram, does not stop for you as you walk. We learned that already. It's kind of neat getting to see an early look at commodity. And boy, is there going to be a lot of new technology unveiled this week. What are you thinking is the preview? Because I know you've probably already walked the show floor as people are setting up today. Yeah, there's a lot to still be assembled. It's amazing what can happen in one day before a trade show opens. Uh, But there is definitely an emphasis on autonomy, and there's definitely an emphasis on precision. I don't think either of those two things surprise me. Yeah, and uh, I would love, I'm sitting here in the John Deere booth right now, and uh, unfortunately, we can't share anything with our listeners until tomorrow but this is going to be a very exciting spot for people to come check out if they are going to be at Commodity Classic. Oh, yes. I was assigned by my husband to go take lots of photos at the John Deere booth, Tanner. <laughs> That's good. Uh, That's good. We do have some weather here. The weather maps are lighting up, according to the National Weather Service. There are winter storms in the northern U.S. Uh, along several of the Corn Belt states, but there is also the extremely dry weather in north central texas into missouri a winter storm warning has been issued for north dakota i've been seeing a lot of folks on x talking about their flights being delayed coming down to commodity but north dakota into minnesota is seeing heavy snow on their way as much as seven inches of snow along with 45 mile per hour winds could be an effect there eastern nebraska western iowa winds could be sustained 25 to 35 miles per hour with those gusts up to 45 This is obviously going to blow around a lot of things, and the winds continue southwestern into Kansas and Oklahoma with gusts up to 65 miles per hour with relative humidity that's low. Obviously, with several large wildfires that had started yesterday, this is going to continue to provide fuel for those fires. So we have those folks in our thoughts and prayers, and hopefully they can get some of that under control, Delaney. Yeah, and like I mentioned yesterday on the podcast, Sandra, we are going to see some wet and cold temperatures maybe here within the next 10 days to a week or so and those conditions are expected to sweep through quite a bit of the united states here with some early spring patterns producing some wild swings in temperature and some potential snow we did see tanner that iowa's drought monitor has improved slightly over the last month as we look at the northeast corner of the state that's still sitting in some pretty severe drought conditions. However, Iowa's long-running drought has eased since a month ago, but is still far worse than it has been leading into the growing season in the past three years. So a little bit of a mixed bag there, but I think that is the same story for a lot of other states as well, Tanner. Yeah, I think you are correct. One of the announcements that comes pre-Commodity Classic is from Indigo Ag. They've announced payments for their third crop of carbon credits facilitated by their program. This has been made to more than 900 farmer enrollees across 28 different states. Those payments will come out starting in March of 2024. 
This represents the equivalent of 163,000 metric tons of carbon dioxide that have been sequestered or abated by their farmer group. This is a record-breaking third crop, Delaney. Farmers can continue to earn money when they have a real and measurable impact leveraging their agricultural practices. So kind of neat to see one of these programs come out. According to this press release, Indigo Ag's sustainably sourced grain programs have now paid farmers more than $12 million in total. Well, we saw this week some legislation introduced by Congressman Ronnie Jackson of Texas to provide a resolution of disapproval under the Congressional Review Act to oppose the APHIS or Animal Health and Plant Inspection Services importation of fresh beef from Paraguay. According to Congressman Jackson, the USDA made the decision back in November of 2023 to begin allowing the imports of fresh Paraguayan beef using risk assessment data from site visits to the country from over 10 years ago. He said those site assessments are way outdated and put the U.S. beef, pork, and sheep industries at risk of foreign animal disease such as foot and mouth, which has been a long-standing disease that has ran through beef herds in Paraguay. He said it's uh, definitely dangerous and should not be allowed into the United States. And we also saw Senator John Tester of Montana introduce similar legislation back in December to continue the ban on beef imports from Paraguay. So if passed, the bill would also require the establishment of a working group to evaluate the threat of food safety and animal health posed by Paraguayan beef and would put that imports at a standstill, Tanner. Yeah, I have seen that as well. Got two very prominent ag hosts talking about the Greek model yesterday. Both Chip Flory and Tyne Morgan were talking about how the Greek program could be huge for the ethanol industry. This is policy that Washington is looking to provide. It is highly anticipated. Greek stands for greenhouse gases, regulated emissions, and energy use in transportation. So a rough acronym there, but that provides a way to calculate the life cycle of GHG emissions. This is what could create the pathway for corn ethanol to be the leader in the renewable fuels for Sustavian aviation fuel. So AgriTalks, Chip Flory and Tyne Morgan were talking about how the National Ethanol Conference has helped forge the way for great partnerships as they have their discussions, uh, they are looking at this as being a pivotal point, Delaney, for what policy can come about. There are still questions that are going to have a major impact on the biofuels industry, but as they look at the Biden administration, they are making the same plans to continue to push forward. Obviously, this could have uh, big impacts on decisions in regards to biodiesel, ethanol, and sustainable aviation fuel, which are all buzzwords right now, and a necessary area for demand as we're looking at such a large carryover and potential for another big crop domain. Yeah, I suspect that'll be another common discussion we hear a lot this week. Tanner is talking about sustainable aviation fuel, carbon credits, and all of the factors that go along with that. But we also saw yesterday that Iowa's Governor Reynolds has declared a victory for Iowans that could potentially result in a little bit higher fuel costs. Now, this seems counterintuitive, but after the federal rule was changed to allow E15 
year-round sales in those eight states set into effect in 2025, that could result in a slight fuel cost increase anywhere from 2 to 12 cents per gallon for ethanol blends, according to the EPA. Nonetheless, it was requested by Governor Reynolds and governors of seven other states back in 2022 after federal authorities failed to permanently extend the waiver that has long been given to E10 to E15, a gasoline blend, of course, with 15 or 10 percent ethanol. The change that takes place in 2025 will eliminate an environmental waiver for E10 in those several states, and that could result in a short-term gas price increase. But Governor Reynolds says that as you look across the board, ethanol products are usually anywhere from 20 or more cents cheaper tanner than the common fuel that you might find at the pump. But of course, it's not recommended for vehicles that were manufactured before 2001 to use any sort of an E10 or E15 brand blend. You said, nonetheless, this was a win for U.S. agriculture and more specifically Iowa agriculture, but the challenge is still ahead of us, Tanner, to continue pushing for this year-round in all states, she says. Yeah, it's good to see her potentially providing an opportunity for other states to follow suit. Last headlines I've got just Russia-Ukraine update. President Zelensky says that millions could die in Ukraine's war without the U.S. lawmakers' approval of the $60 billion aid package. Since he also stated that former U.S. President Donald Trump, the current Republican's frontrunner, will be uh, against Americans if he chooses to support Russia over Ukraine. Meanwhile, Ukrainian forces have retreated from a village in eastern Donetsk region. Monday, as Russian forces intensified their attack to push west, Russian opposition figure Alexei Navalny was due to be exchanged in a prisoner swap before he died, according to his aides. The... Kremlin is stated that they are warning against protests in respect of Mulvaney, stating that those could end up deadly. Sweden did clear the final hurdle Monday in its bid to join NATO after Hungary approved its accession into the alliance. Sweden applied to be a NATO member in May 2022 after Russia launched its invasion of Ukraine. That's what I've got for headlines today. Well, Tanner, as we take a look at the markets here, soybean futures were higher in the overnight, trading on some concerns about South American weather. Rainfall has been hit or miss since the third week of January, and the last week here was the driest month of February that we've seen in over 30 years, according to Brazilian state data. That's certainly weighing on the markets here, as well as weekly export inspections of corn and wheat continued to rise for last week, which should be positive here for the markets, at least in the short term. As we take a look here at the mid-morning markets, March corn is up just a penny and three quarters cents on the board at 408 and three quarters. March soybeans up six and a half cents at 1142 and a half. March Chicago wheat up six and a half cents on the board at 583 and three quarters. March spring wheat up nine and a half cents at six fifty-seven and three quarters, and March hard red winter wheat up ten and a half cents at five ninety-four and a quarter. We will get a cattle on feed report out later this week, but in the interim, cattle are trying to push higher. April live cattle up fifty cents on the board this morning at a buck eighty-eight sixty-two. March feeder cattle up twenty-seven and a half cents at two fifty-three thirty-two, and April lean hogs are down about fifteen cents on the board this morning at eighty-six twelve and a half. Tanner, for today's Tech Tuesday conversation, we're chatting with Cargill about a new grain marketing platform and tool they've launched for farmers. So let's turn it over to that conversation. 
Well, folks, Cargill had a recent announcement here that they've launched a new grain marketing program called Cargill Elevate. We are super excited today to be joined by Ryan Dwyer, the Cargill Elevate product leader, to dive into this recent announcement. Ryan, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So, Ryan, I would love to learn a little bit more about your background before we dig into what is Cargill Elevate? Sure. Yeah, I can kind of talk about my my background a little bit here at Cargill. Um, I've been Cargill around 10 years um, or so. I started um, in the grain business in our eastern region in Indiana. Um, from there, I spent a couple of years and moved into um, what's called Cargill Trade and Capital Markets, one of our fin- financial services businesses, and then came kind of came back to the grain business in 2019, where I've kind of served in a um, variety of roles in finance. And then most recently, um, I spent some time with the Canadian grain business and farmer risk management solutions, and then um, been with Cargill Elevate here for the last year or so. Great. So Ryan, let's dig into it. Then Cargill had a big announcement here last week on February 22nd that you have unveiled the new Cargo Elevate program. Give us the 10,000 foot view of what this is and why this was started for grain farmers. Yeah, we're really excited about the kind of the new changes to Cargill Elevate. I think um, Cargill's been in the in the business of working with farmers to um, originate grain and, and manage risk for kind of over 150 years. And so um, I think what we've learned over that time and what we've learned over the last kind of more recent years is farmers kind of are ever evolving and, and no two farmers are alike. And so what kind of Cargill Elevate is all about is, is um, we know that for Cargill to win with farmers, we got to make sure we are... Um, helping farmers to win themselves. And so Cargill Elevate um, is a variety of solutions from um, grain market insights to help farmers kind of understand the broader picture, Cargill's viewpoints of, of grain markets, um, those types of things, as well as a, a suite of solutions of, of grain marketing contract to help to help farmers price their grain, execute on their grain marketing plans, and, and ultimately hopefully become more profitable um, and grow their businesses. Um, through grain marketing. Finally, I think the third piece of Cargill Elevate, um, we currently have a um, premium service called Cargill Elevate today um, that aims to kind of provide that next level of partnership with Cargill um, and farmers who are looking for that that type of grain marketing support. Um, That program includes Cargill's cash grain recommendations and detailed market analysis um, and just kind of that next level of kind of decision support to help farmers um, achieve their goals. Hi, Ryan. Um, can you elaborate on some of the different key features of the Cargill Elevate program? Absolutely. I think the biggest one, and, and this is the kind of the big news this week that, that we are excited to share starting on Monday is Cargill Elevate Market Insights. So um, starting Monday, you can head out to CargillAg.com um, and enroll in Cargill Elevate Market Insights. What Market Insights is, is it, it, it provides um, for free access um, to kind of Cargill's high-level market information. You can get texts in the morning and listen to a podcast in the evening to kind of tell you kind of what's going on in the markets, kind of distilled down to kind of say um, to help you in your in your decision-making. And so something that we're excited about to be offering to kind of a, a broader base out there um, and ultimately looking to, to uh, help farmers make better decisions with their grain marketing. So Ryan, the grain marketing space is definitely a more cluttered space when you look at brokerage solutions, newsletters, and different applications that are already in the space. What do you think sets apart Cargill Elevate from others in this space right now? 
Yeah, so so absolutely. There's a lot of market information out there. There's a lot of markets are always moving. All of those things we know farmers have a lot of um, options when it comes to this. So I think first and foremost is is um, what Cargill Elevate aims to do is leverage Cargill's unique um, breadth and scope. Right, Cargill has 160,000 employees operating in seven, 70 countries across the globe with over 150 years of experience. What Cargill Elevate aims to do is leverage that um, reach distill down kind of the unique market insights that Cargill can lever, can pull out of um, that operating footprint and that um, breadth of a team and kind of distill those into um, quick, easy to digest, understandable market facts, market information to help um, our farmer customers make, make better decisions. Is this a free tool for farmers or is there some sort of subscription or pricing model that goes along with this? Yeah, Cargill Elevate Market Insights is 100% free with no commitments. We do have a paid subscription service um, currently itself called Cargill Elevate Today um, that we're working on developing and in, in, in creating exciting new features that will be called Cargill Elevate Plus, um, which will be launched this summer, 2024. What do you see? Uh, what do you anticipate? Sorry, to see as far as farmers' adoption of this. Yeah, we hope we hope uh, that Cargill Elevate, like I said before, um, we know farmers have a lot of options um, when it comes to this space. We hope Market Insights, um, knowing kind of Cargill's experience in the space, is something that um, an additional resource farmers can use to, um, again, help them in their operations, help them make quick, fast decisions, um, and help them improve their overall profitability. And Ryan, as you look at, you know rolling this out to farmers, do you anticipate seeing a lot of folks adopting this during the 2024 grain marketing season? Yes, absolutely. So like I said, it kind of is, is, is brand new to the market, Macargo Market Insights, that is, starting this week. And already we've seen some really good adoption. I think in, in uh, as, as you all know, kind of commodity markets and the trend that they've been heading, I think it's more important than ever to kind of have a pulse on um, what's going on in, in the markets and in in ultimately hoping for farmers that are seeking out reaching or seeking out that kind of information and can use that data, can use that kind of Cargill insight to help them help them create their marketing plan, execute on their marketing plan, and again, help them achieve their goals. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, before we let you go, if any of our listeners want to check out this new program, I know you mentioned the link to that earlier in the interview here, but give that to us again one more time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think if you're looking to learn more about Cargill Elevate and its offerings, head out to CargillAg.com. From there, you can quickly get signed up for Cargill Elevate Market Insights by sign up by uh, enrolling your name and email and and uh, phone number. Um, also, more information out there about our unique kind of suite of pricing solutions that allow uh, our farmer customers to price their grain, um, protect downside risk, and, and enhance looking for premium grain prices um, to the upside as well. Um, Cargill Ag is the best place to see all that information quickly. Um, and if you are a Cargill customer, um, reach out to your Cargill representative. They are more than happy to get you enrolled, um, signed up, and to provide you with more information of how you learn more about Cargill Elevate. Great. Well, Ryan, thanks again for joining us today. Certainly appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. There you go, listeners, the last episode, kind of the calm before the storm here at Commodity Classic. So don't go anywhere. You're going to want to check back with us the rest of this week. But for today, Delaney, what do you say? Should we let them go? Let's let them go.